Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Philip McCarthy of Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Centre in Buffalo, US. Hello, my name's Dr. Philip McCarthy and I'm going to be discussing what you need to remember when facing CAR T-cell toxicities. CAR T-cell or chimeric antigen receptor T-cell therapy is something new. Uh, It's now uh, commercially available in the U.S. for the treatment of lymphoma, diffuse large B-cell lymphoma that's relapsed refractory to two prior regimens. And we're now uh, utilizing this on protocol for a variety of other indications. One of the new indications for protocol treatment uh, is for multiple myeloma that's relapsed refractory to uh, prior, several prior lines of therapy. And uh, this is now being studied. And we're seeing with all of these different treatments that there are two major types of toxicities. One is early and that's cytokine release syndrome. And this involves uh, the infusion of the cells and within different time periods, you begin to see uh, toxicity, which is essentially a uh, rapid expansion of the T cells accompanied by what is called cytokine release syndrome. And sometimes it's been called a cytokine storm where you get elevation of a variety of different uh, inflammatory and downregulatory cytokines. And this is often manifested by fever, shortness of breath, hypotension, and then when severe, it can also involve uh, uh, kidneys, liver, and, uh, and when quite severe, it can uh, lead to the patient ending up in the intensive care unit. So we've become much more attuned to recognizing cytokine release syndrome and treating it. And the mainstay of therapy for most uh, CRS is um, tocilizumab. Tocilizumab binds the IL-6 receptor, blocking the effect of IL-6 on uh, the end uh, effector cells and leading to a, a dampening of the cytokine response. Uh, it was, it's interesting because a variety of cytokines get activated, but in particular, by blocking the effect of IL-6, you decrease the effect of CRS and actually can uh, prevent the patient from having severe effects. So this is important because patients often will develop Uh, fever. And so you need to differentiate what is fever due to a possible infection versus what is fever due to CRS. So this is always something that's part of the differential. Sometimes it's one of those situations where you will treat the patient for an infection, but also may start tocilizumab. And, And again, because you have perhaps hypotension, tachycardia, similar types of issues with regards to potential infection. So this is one potential issue that needs to be addressed. It occurs at different time points. With some of the cellular therapies, it can be as soon as one to two to three days. And some of the others, it's delayed, delayed to day five or day eight. So this is something that you need to be aware of when you are um, uh, utilizing different products, that they often have different behaviors. Uh, The other thing that's important is that a lot of the toxicity can be based on tumor burden. So if a patient has a large tumor burden going into their treatment, you can have a massive tumor lysis syndrome because the CAR T cells will often destroy the the tumor quickly. 
And then you, are at, you end up with uh, tumor lysis, which can affect the kidney function. And it's thought that high tumor burden also predisposes to the development of cytokine release syndrome. So this is something else that needs to be factored into your treatment uh, algorithm. One of the other toxicities is CNS or central nervous syndrome, central nervous system syndromes or ICANN, which is immune effector cell associated neurotoxicity. And this is a little more subtle or it can be quite fulminant. And what happens here is that the T cells that are not uh, through a quite uh, well understood mechanism affect brain function. And so you will have deterioration of brain function, which can happen actually fairly quickly if it's not recognized. So there is an immune effector cell um, uh, scoring system uh, that picks up on neurotoxicity or the ICE score. And so what this does is you, you ask the patient several questions regarding, um, for example, what they can remember, uh, functioning such as uh, subtractions from 100, uh, sometimes it's easier to subtract by 10 than it is by 7. So these are somewhat complex to moderately simple tasks. The other are writing a sentence and uh, naming objects. And if you have deterioration in this, this is uh, important because the treatment for this is usually steroids, um, glucocorticoids such as dexamethasone or methylprednisolone. Right now, dexamethasone is sort of the standard. And uh, early intervention can lead to amelioration of symptoms. Now, some of these are different. In pediatric populations, the pediatric hematologist oncologists will tolerate more CNS toxicity. And sometimes uh, in the adult population, we tolerate less. So it depends on, on the product you have in terms of how you intervene. But this is something you want to intervene on early with, uh, with high-dose steroids. Of interest, it may be that the tocilizumab theoretically could make CNS toxicity or ICANS worse. And this is because by binding the uh, IL-6 receptor, you're blocking the effects of IL-6 in the periphery. Tocilizumab does not usually cross the blood-brain barrier. And because it doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier, you theoretically could have high interleukin-6 levels in the brain, and it's thought that this actually might make ICANs or neurotoxicity worse. So it's something to think about. So one of the drugs that's being utilized, although it's still not standard, is anakinra, which is an IL-6 receptor antagonist. This drug does cross the blood-brain barrier, and it's thought that it may mitigate some of the toxicities of um, the neurotoxicity that occurs with CAR-T-cell therapy. Now, some of the other uh, toxicities are more routine that you would expect after um, a lymphodepletion regimen. Most CAR T-cell treatments are uh, preceded by a lymphodepleting regimen. This involves the use of fludarabine and succophosphamide. Those are standard. Other regimens include bendamustine. And sometimes if the patient is heavily lymphodepleted, you may not give a lymphodepletion regimen at all. It depends on the product and potentially which protocol you're utilizing. So after fludarabine and sacophosphamide and then infusion of the cells, you end up with a period of cytopenia. And uh, this pancytopenia is what you expect after uh, especially sacophosphamide. And then uh, you have count recovery. 
There is some thought that some of the growth factors, in particular GMCSF, may uh, precipitate or worsen uh, CAR T cell toxicity, both CRS and in particular ICANS. And so this is actually being studied. One of the companies is utilizing an anti-GMCSF antibody to see if that would mitigate some of these toxicities. So it's also something to be aware of, uh, the judicious use of growth factors. So that's early toxicity, and then patients usually have count recovery. But then there are some later toxicities. Some patients may have prolonged pancytopenia and may, several months after receiving their CAR T-cell therapy, may still be getting an, an occasional uh, growth factor shot, in particular with GCSF. And, uh, and I have a patient in my own clinic who's two years beyond her CD19 CAR T-cell infusion, She's currently in remission, but she gets GCSF, especially when she has a, a cold, uh, it'll drop her blood count. So it's, it's kind of interesting, and we're not still certain of the mechanisms of how this occur. Now, most of the CAR T-cell products that are being utilized for hematologic malignancies currently are directed against uh, B-cells, so CD19, BCMA. There are some other ones in uh, trial for other markers that are on different uh, cell populations. But the ones that target B cells can lead to uh, B cell aplasia. And you can live without B cells, except uh, you can develop hypogammaglobulinemia. And in those cases, in especially in patients who develop recurrent infections, these are patients who may need monthly immunoglobulin infusions to counteract the effects of hypogammaglobulinemia. So there are a variety of things that we need to be thinking about with CAR T-cell toxicity. This is all very exciting therapy for our patients, and especially as new targets are developed, uh, new antigens, this may lead to different sets of toxicities that we aren't quite aware of, about uh, or we need to anticipate. So. To summarize, we need to be thinking of cytokine release syndrome, uh, ICANs, as well as the immune uh, cell-associated neurotoxicity syndrome. And then we also need to be thinking of long-term effects on the hematologic system and other areas that we may not know about because this is a relatively new field. And of course, we need to follow our patients long-term to make sure they don't develop a toxicity that we haven't yet described. And so thank you very much for the opportunity and thank you for listening. Uh, and remember that this is a new field and it's a very exciting field. And we're looking forward to uh, developing new ways to treat and hopefully cure our patients of their underlying diseases. Thank you. Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.